Are you ready, kids? Aye, aye, Captain! Look at me, short. I'm the captain now. Welcome to the Supercoach Co-Captains Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Dano, and with me, as always, we have the rowdy and very fucking violent Pado. Welcome, Pado. Yes, hello, Dano. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Want to know something cool? What? What's cool? Our teams are 35 points apart. Random. My team's been suffering the last few weeks. (laughs) Uh... Yes, mine's trending the other way, which I'm obviously happy about. I usually... Rise in the rankings pretty pretty well during the buyers, and I'll bat myself in to do that again this year, Dana. I obviously, as you and everyone else knows, I've been thinking about the buyers for about a month now. Yep, yep. And I'm the opposite. I don't really, but now I have to think about the buyers. So anyway, we'll go on to the group winner, um, which was Alejor. Alejor, who is run by Keith. He got 2,595, Pato. Fucking huge... I uh, got um, Sinclair and Houston in defence. Oliver is his captain. Fucking magic. Bailey Smith owner as well. So um, we'll talk about him a bit later. And of course, who did he hold, Pado? Held on to Cogs, which was the most obvious hold in the history of holds as soon as the teams were announced and, and Cogs was in the in the guts. Yep, yep, 100%. So uh, well done to Keith there. Anyway, Pado, we'll get right into it. We'll go to the injuries. There's a fucking long list. <laughs> Fucking long. So we'll start off with everybody's favourite Giants Ruckman, Braden Pruce. Uh, he missed last week with illness, but he should be okay this week, Pato. Yeah, unless he gets it bad like Tim English, which obviously, hopefully not. But yeah, let's hope he gets up for next weekend. Yeah, same with the Lockie Ash situation. They had the same thing, apparently. So um, yeah, they'll, they'll be right. They'll be right. But Tim Taranto, people actually thought that he was sick, but he actually failed his medical to play last week with his back issue. So a little thing to keep an eye on there, Pato, with Timmy Taranto. Yeah, and maybe the same with the next guy we're going to talk about, Dana, but maybe it's just a club admitting, well, maybe not admitting, but maybe being a little bit more conservative with guys playing through injury and maybe just giving them the rest that they might need to be a really nice super coach trading option for the back end of the year. But yeah, who's the next guy, Dano? Yep, yep. As uh, Pato sounds a little bit robotic there. Um, Lockie Whitfield uh, is the next guy that Pato was referring to. Um, yeah, ankle injury. Pato believes that um, this is an admission from the Giants that uh, they've been playing him injured. Uh, isn't that right, Pato? Yeah, we reported the ankle injury that the time it happened, Dano. I think as soon as he's back, obviously give him one more week just to see what role he plays. But I reckon he gets floated back straight back on that back flank and returns to being an uber primo, don't I? Potentially, potentially. Anyway, we've got Paddy Dangerfield here. Calf, three to four weeks at least, you reckon, Paddo? For Whitfield? No, surely not. No, Patrick Dangerfield we're on to now. (laughs) Oh, sorry. I just switched over. I've sw- just switched over to hotspot my phone, so hopefully we're a bit better now. But, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, Danger's cooked. He's 34. He's done a calf. Um, yeah, if you traded him in, I can see the, the merit behind it, but you've got to jump back off and, and don't look at guys at this age. Please just don't do it to yourself. Now, the Lynch train has been derailed, Pato. Oh, he was going so well. We thought, here we go, Uber Primo status is potentially coming for Lynch box, and he did a hammy. Yeah, he was on track for 700k, so I'm a little bit spewing about that. But yeah, ping to hammy. I don't think it's a, a serious hammy, and he doesn't have a history of soft tissue. He's got a history of knee issues, uh, obviously, well documented. But yeah, he should be all right. Obviously, he'll miss this week. He'll miss the, the following week because Richmond have the bye. Maybe coming out of the bye, he'll play, but they won't gonna. They're not gonna risk him. Um, if it's a debacle this weekend against Sydney, maybe they will risk him coming out of the bye, but. There's no real reason to. I think we play Carlton coming out of the bye. Um, but, yeah, yep. if you brought him in, that's really unlucky because it was it was a, a wheelbarrow nuts moment for you and, and good on you. Hopefully you got a couple of the big scores. But, yeah, time to probably jump back off, unfortunately. Yep, yep. Um, Hugh McCluggage, I didn't see this one, Pato. Um, I just saw the really shit umpiring, but that's for another, another day. Um, apparently he did his hammy. 
Yeah, got uh, subbed out of, of his game, Dano, and I think they missed him um, just quietly against the Hawks. Now, the umpires, uh, the freaky Hawthorne is definitely back. Um, <laughs> our, our good friend, Beto, um, I'm, I'd, I'll be surprised if he still has a TV in one one piece. That's all I'll say, mad mad Brisbane man. But uh, shout out to, to Beto, of course, but... Yeah, I think once once McCluggage went down, they struggled a little bit in their midfield. So I, they've got a pretty decent replacement in there in Robbo. Um, love him or hate him, he's, he gives you a bit of grunt, and that's what McCluggage does. So yep. not the worst bite to replace him. But yeah, Hawthorne were a little bit surprising uh, on Sunday, don't I? No, I flipped the coin for that pick, and I it landed on Brisbane, and I was shattered. Anyway, we're going to Rory Thompson. This one fucking sucks. Man's been in the system for so long. History of fucking knee issues and whatnot. And what does he have? What does he do, Pato? Yeah, did his knee, unfortunately. Now, I missed the start of this game. But as soon as I saw that uh, that sub logo on him on the fan footy app, I thought, oh, poor bloke, poor bloke. Now, I I waited another week because I thought Paddy McCartan and Tom DeConing, like, there's just... Sam DeConing. No, sorry, Sam DeConing. Um <laughs> There's just they've got that little bit more money to make, and they're still scoring pretty decent. They both scored 85 this week, which I'm more than happy with on my defensive bench. But that's the only reason why I waited one more week, and we'll talk about Luke, Luke Cleary very soon. But yeah, I decided to wait another week and, and jump on him this week. Yep, yep. And the last one is Josh Rochelle, hip cork. If you still have him, fucking trade. Simple as that, Pato. Just trade. Yeah, 100%. Um, I don't know why you would still have him. Maybe you had other issues, but yeah. Time to jump off. He not a major injury, but if you've still got Josh Rochelle next week, then you, I feel sorry for you because your team must be fucked. Okay. Anyway, we'll move on to rookies now, Pato. So the first one that you've already mentioned him, Luke Cleary, 117k defender, minus 67 break even, 68 average. I think he's what got what 75 or some shit on the weekend, Pato. It was yeah, he's looking nice down back. Yeah, 75, got 16 touches off halfback, has six marks. Um, doesn't do a lot wrong. He's a really solid player, and he'd be very stiff to miss out, I think, Dano. Um, so hopefully his job security is at least good through the buys. I'll, I'll take the three or four week um, cover through the buys, and um, if they want to replace him after the buys, I'm more than happy with that. But yep. looks like looks to have that halfback line sort of sewn up, you would have thought. Um, there's no one obvious to come back into the team as well. I know they have... Um, well, he replaced O'Brien. Crozier. Yeah, they've got Crozier who played VFL, but he's barely, hardly banging the door down. So I think he's pretty safe in the role. Yep, yep. Um, the next one we've got is Adelaide boy Jake Saligo, 168K mid. He's already had a price rise or two there. Minus 57 break even, 48 average. But in full games, Pato, he's scored a 61 and a 96 was his last score. So he's... Like I said, he's already had the price rise, but he's looking okay. He is. He is. He's playing a sort of half-forward half, half forward role. He played two games as a sub early on, round one and two, and I think he got like a three and a 20-odd. Um, so you, you almost yeah, obviously disregard those scores. And, yeah, two full games and scored a 61 and 96, as you said, Dana. So I think it's decent. I think there's probably maybe better options, but really, like... When you compare with midfielders, it's Cooper Stevens who plays for Geelong, and they just mm. you don't want to go Geelong rookies; they're just too young. So, um, I think he's probably the best of the midfield crop this week, and there's not really much else coming through. So, if you desperately need a midfield downgrade this week to afford someone you really want, um, yeah, Saligo might be a decent option. He's about fifty k more than most your normal rookie, but yeah, decent option. And I, I think the role looks all right. He looks all right. Yeah, well, we were talking him about him in uh, pre-season two, Pato, but they just wouldn't give him the games early. So, yeah, not, he's definitely one to watch. Um, the next bloke, though, Joel Jeffrey, rising star um, nominee winner this week. Uh, 127K forward, minus 45, 60 average. I think he got, what, 90-odd um, after booting those five goals, Pato? Yeah, I don't know what the fuck Josh Gibbs just has to do to get a rising star nomination. <laughs> fuck me. <laughs> Joel Jeffrey has 10 touches in a game, in his second game, and all of a sudden he's getting the fucking nomination. But anyway. Five goals, mate. Um, he's got five goals. Take your head out yeah, of your ass. And Josh Gibkiss has given up five goals in about nine games. So, 
Clearly a forward and midfielders award this one, but anyway. <laughs> um, it's it's easy to get sucked in by the 95. He relied on five goals to get there. He's a, at the end of the day, he's a forward pocket for Gold Coast. So mm. those of you that might have brought in a certain forward pocket from Gold Coast in the name of Malcolm um, will have <laughs> PTSD here and will not want a bar of Joel Jeffrey. Yeah. If he played round one, I feel like he would have been in a fair few teams. I know. Um, he was in that sort of, in the in the mold of of that starting pick. Don't love it though. Um, I would be avoiding yeah. this one. Didn't he score a thirty odd last week? Well, if he's got a sixty average, you would have had to have scored a thirty odd. Yeah. yeah. So that tells you all you need to know. I think, don't know. Um, yeah. Unless you're desperate, um, I would probably pay fifty sixty uh, k more for the next guy. Honestly. Well, we've got, to, we've got to discuss Cooper Stevens first, um, who's 125 uh, yeah, <laughs> The other forward. Yeah, yeah. So Cooper Stevens, who Pato says is way too young and is um, a, pretty much a sperm in terms of age for Geelong. Um, yeah, he's 10 years away from being a regular. Minus 57 break even, 65 average. I think he was a late call-up too, wasn't he? He was, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't play well. Avoid. Avoid. Yeah, no. Um, I mean, with Dangerfield going down, there's potentially a role there. Um, I think they're probably more likely to throw a Mark O'Connor in, maybe, and, and just have a tagger or there's a forgotten or a Mitch man Duncan even. There's a forgotten man at Geelong that I don't know how far off he is. That oh, sounds like a disease, yeah. Menegola. Yeah. I don't know how far off he is, but yeah. Anyway, he's he's the forgotten man at the moment. Um, he was injured. I think he had concussion, then got injured, um, and hasn't played at all yet. So, anyway, I don't like the Cooper Stevens pick. Oh yeah, I think you're right. He's just too young, too young for Geelong. Um, but the last guy who Pado was referring to about he'd spend a little bit more cash on is Riley West, one eighty seven k forward minus forty one break even seventy six average. Good pedigree. Good pedigree there, Pato, um, with his dad. Um, he's a pressure forward as well at the moment, but he's a natural midfielder. But again, it's fucking Western Bulldogs. So, only so Yeah, it's just a scenario. case of holding his spot. But if you brought in Buku Kamas for his 12, um, yeah, I think his job security looks all right. And you're right. You, brilliant pedigree. Scotty West was was a star of the game for, for the Doggies, Dano. Riley West has, yeah. has been starved of opportunity. Um, I mean, he's just got to hold his spot over the buys. He's a little bit like... Uh, Can't remember. What's his name? I don't know. Cleary. Oh, Cleary. Cleary. <laughs> <laughs> Where, like, he's just got to hold his spot for four or five weeks, make whatever coin he does in that time and cover for the buys. And the Dogs have that middle buy, so it's a, it's a good buy for most people. So... Yep, yep. He covers you, covers you in round 12 and 14, which are the, the two major buys. Now, when we're discussing primo options this week, Pato, we are referring to guys that don't have the round 12 buy. So we're excluding all of them, um, mainly because if you bring them in, you just they're just going to sit on the pine for a week. So we're talking about guys that have the round 13 or 14 buy. The, le- the less yeah. evil buy. Yeah. If, you're, if you're making trades this week and bringing in a... Primo, it has to be someone playing around 13 or 14 by. Um, it cannot be a round 12 by person unless yeah. it's the money is just too good to refuse and they've got a, a break even in like the negatives, which doesn't really relate to anyone. The closest thing would be maybe an Ollie Wines. Yeah. Um, but you've got to give Ollie Wines one more week and and maybe maybe reassess after the buy, but I would not be targeting any round 12 by people at all. So that's yeah. why everyone that we mentioned in the, the podcast this week, Dano, they've either got 13, the round 13 or the round 14 by. Yep. And the first one on the hit list is Jordan Dawson in defense. 558K, 106 average, 9% of teams, 92 break even, three round average of 124. Fucking nutty, Pado. That is nutty as fuck. Does he need to show any more? Uh, no, I just want to brag a little bit. I brought him in three weeks ago, um, so I'm pretty happy about that. Yeah, that's fair. That's, uh, fair. that's a um, good brag. But yeah, he's still he's still at a good price, um, but with a break-even of 92, another score of sort of 110, 120 will push him over that sort of 570K barrier, and I think he's just too, too far gone if he does that. And yeah, 130 on the weekend. He only had 22 touches as well, Dano, so... 
The efficiency Solid. is really good. He kicked two goals playing on a wing. He's, he's getting up and down the the, the pitch. Uh, sorry, the pitch, the ground. Fucking and, um, hell. Slap yourself. Wow. Slap wow. yourself. Come on, mate. Come on, mate. Ra- uh, round 38 in the, in the APL overnight. <laughs> oh, shit. You, what, We're in what, football what mode, is that? but anyway. We're in proper football mode, not fucking... That football, mate. What the fuck, Pato? Come on, man. I actually had a really good rank in FBL this season, Dana. I actually forgot about my team. <laughs> of course, of course. I started focusing on this, and then I was like, Aston Villa played Liverpool, and I was like, oh, fuck, I've forgotten about my FPL team for like a solid three months. <laughs> yeah, you can't do that. Yeah, so... I ranked about team. 26K, just just saying. Pretty yeah, decent. Nice. nice. Anyway, Pretty decent on that. Happy with that. But no, Jordan Dawson, um, I think he's in that top six group. We'll obviously make our predictions for the for the rest of the season next week, probably, Dano, um, when there's not yeah. a lot to talk about. But um, I, I love Jordan Dawson. The, the role's there. Um, he's playing that wing role. He's getting up and down, um, mainly getting back behind the ball and getting those intercept marks and obviously pushing forward when he needs to as well and getting on the scoreboard. So yeah. getting involved in stoppages, um, yeah, there's not much more to say. Jordan Dawson, I think, is a great option still. Yeah. Well, the next bloke is a bit of a POD win, 1% of teams, Pato. That's Mark Blitzarbs. 538k, 98 average, 112 break even though, but he's got a five-round average of 109. And he'll likely get Ruck Defence DPP next week. But what is the situation in your eyes? Because, like... What's going on with Stanley? Stanley comes back. Does Blitzarv's scoring go to shit, in your opinion, or does it stay the same? What do you reckon? Well, Stanley has played these, like, four of the last five games where Blitzarv's has averaged 109 in that time. Yep. So it's not actually affecting that much. Um, So Stanley was a late out, so Blitzarv's basically rucked on his own. Um, How much of that was weather-dependent, who knows? Geelong have a very, very um, known habit of, of making very late withdrawals based on the weather and taking bigs out. So maybe that was the case on the weekend. Maybe Stanley isn't actually injured. Yep. Um, but even sharing the duties, he scored very well. Um, even if he plays sort of 50% in the ruck and then 50% down back getting intercept marks, I still think it's decent, Dano. Now, I've purposefully left him off the run sheet because I need to see a good chunk of it, but he's done it for about six weeks now, Dano, and he's got a pretty good buy. Um, I think it's decent. I do think it's decent, Dano. What do you think? Yeah, I'm. Um, uh, I think if you're going to look at him, you have to say, ask yourself from here on in, is he going to be a top six for you? I don't think he will be. I think it's all dependent on a role. If he plays the ruck mm. for the rest of the year, I think he averages 105 from this point. Too many variables for me. Yeah. But fucking Agreed. huge POD. If you want to bring him in as your D6, as a bit of a game changer, I, I'm all for it. But yeah, if, you, if you're still like, I don't, know, I don't know how, but if you're still looking at like your fifth defensive spot, I would not touch. Yeah. But the next bloke, Pato, I I was looking through this bloke's stats and I'm like, how the fuck, at one stage, how the fuck is he averaging 114 over the last three rounds? That's David Swallow at 445k, 74 average. Like I said, 114 over the last three rounds. 0.8% of teams, break even of 42. One of the games, he only had 12 disposals, I'm pretty sure. Unless the AFL app is fucked, he only had 12. Let's have a look. I think it was like... He had eight tackles in that game against Freo. Uh, that that was the yeah that was the game I was referring to. So he had eight tackles, but I think he only had like twelve disposals. And I was like, fuck. Eight tackles. Eight tackles is about fifty points alone, isn't it? Yeah, actually, and he kicked a goal too. Eight tackles, six kicks, six handballs, one goal, no marks. Yeah, yeah. But against the Swans and the Dogs, he played midfield, and he only had sixty-seven percent disposal efficiency in that game. Yeah, because he's a contested beast. And they're obviously not happy with what Rao's doing. I think he's sort of hit, you want to say the rookie wall, because he's sort of played that 10 games. Mm. I know he's not a rookie, um, but he's definitely yeah. hit a wall. So, um, yeah, it looks like they're just going to go with David Swallow, maybe in the middle, while they still think they're in a hunt to 
maybe sneak into the eight or at least win some games and try and get some fans on board. Yeah, he's got 123, 101, and 119 in his last three. He's 445k. Yes. It'd be a big YOLO. The only thing is, Jack Bowes comes back soon too. And Jack Bowes in preseason was touted to have that midfield role. So there's another thing to consider. You've got all these injured guys that haven't played yet to come back that were touted to have these roles in preseason. But obviously shit happened. <laughs> and they got injured. Yeah, so... I mean, it's it's obviously risky. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't mind a little bit of a YOLO on that one. But like I said, if Bowes comes in and... Yeah, he he slots straight into that midfield or something. You yeah, I like it, but I don't at the same time. But fucking just just his stats, like that twelve disposal eight tackle game. Fuck. Oh Jesus. And I'll move on to midfield, Pato, and the first one's the guy that we've spoken about that could get DPP, and I'll let you discuss the DPP side of things. But that's Marcus Abontempelli. At 587k, 113 average, 9.4% of teams, 91 break-even. Now, how much game time does he need to play in round 11 for him to get forward status? Okay, so I'm not going to take credit for someone else's work here. I'm just going to credit the uh, the unbelievable Bryce Mitchell on Twitter. If Even if you don't have Twitter, bookmark this guy's page. Have a look at it oh, every yeah. Monday. He does price projections for all the rookies or pretty much anyone that that, that people ask for, um, primos, rookies, whatever. Um, but he he punched the numbers over the weekend. Bonton Pally has to play 1% forward to get DPP on next week, Dano. Does that just mean like start one, one bounce up in the forward line? Basically. Um, and the fact that they've got West Coast... Um, that's pretty much a 99.9% chance. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be, oh, that's who I'm eyeing off in the forwards, Pato. So So basically is averaging a lazy one thirteen at the moment. He'll he'll go above 600 K after this round. Uh, it depends how much forward he plays down. I know, I know the thought of like, there's a chance that he may get kind of rested during the game, um, and thrown forward. There's a small chance, um, yeah. but there's also a chance he scores 160 as well. So, yeah, um, yeah, it all depends on how he goes against the West Coast Eagles. I expect Bontempelli to maybe yeah. take it easy a little bit. Um, He'll still fucking kick but, like three goals or some shit up forward and get like 130 odd. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he'll he'll take the piss in third gear and get 130. Yeah. Um, so if you look at the current cop of forwards um as in terms of average Bontempelli at 113 will be slightly under his dog's teammate in josh dunkley and in third spot as the third highest averaging forward and then we've got the next bloke who is averaging 112 which is about and it's about 1.6 lower than Bontempelli, and that's bailey smith for those playing yep. home um, he would be the fourth yep. he would be the fourth ranked forward so that would mean the top four forwards are all dogs players. Um, and so Bailey Smith, according to Bryce Mitchell, has to play about three percent forward to get DPP. So that's basically. I would say that's also pretty much likely. Um, yeah. Lately, Bailey Smith's been playing about thirty percent forward. Um, even if they throw him a little bit more into the midfield because they're only playing West Coast, um, I still back him in to get three percent. Um, it's almost a certainty at this stage. Yep. Um, I actually think Bailey Smith's a better option only because of he's 552k um, and he's got a break even of 65. Um, he's in yep. more teams than Bontempelli, but he's probably going to rise more than Bontempelli. So they could be the same price next week, don't know. Yeah, okay. Um, and I believe that game is over in Perth as well, which really suits Bailey Smith's playing style because the bloke does not stop running. Yep, yep. And the next one we've got... In the midfield, because we've just we've just discussed about DPPs for the first two in Bont and Bailey Smith. Oh, sorry, oh. just just quickly, yep. just quickly, don't know. Um, yep. Personally speaking, my I'm in operation bringing Baz this week. Yep. Um, he is my number one, two, and three trading option. Um, number four is probably Bontempelli. So, 
I'm pretty certain I'm going to bring in Bailey Smith um, and look at Bont maybe next week, but maybe after his bye. Probably after his bye, actually. Yep, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, next one we got is Tom Mitchell, 498k, 96 average, 3.5% of teams, so POD category, 125 break even, but he had his second highest score of the season, Pato, off the least amount of centre bounces attended all season. So is the man back, or is it just one of those flash in the pan things? Um, and Sammy Mitchell's just fucking the new Bevo with Mitchell salad. Yeah, so it's a really interesting one. So let's look at the numbers. Round four to round six, so there's a three-game little sample size there. He scored 119, 142, and 105. I think you're pretty happy with that, Dano, from a proven super coach performer. Then he scored 70-80 against Melbourne, which, I mean, it's Melbourne. Um, They're pretty good, so you you take that. and then he scored 40 against Essendon and he was obviously sore. So they gave him a week off, I don't know. Yep. And they brought him back in against Brisbane and he dropped a lazy 129. Now, I watched a fair bit of this game. When Tom Mitchell was in the middle, he looked unbelievable. Yep. yep. And it wasn't against a shit midfield either. Brisbane's midfield is good. Really good. Yep. So I, for me... It's, I'm glad that his break even's at 125. Because even if he scores 140, he only goes slightly over 500k, and then you look at him next week, I think. I've still got two midfield spots available. Tom Mitchell is very firmly on my radar, Dana. I want to see one or two more weeks of it before I jump on. Um, the people that jumped on after one big score from Tom Mitchell were really burnt because they got those low scores, and they probably yeah. jumped off him, which... You can off. hardly begrudge someone, um, but yeah, not great in hindsight. So, look, Tom Mitchell has around 14 by, so I think you give him one more week, see how he goes goes against Gold Coast. But if he scores 130 plus against Gold Coast, you're going to struggle not bringing him in next week, don't know. Yep, yep, that's fair. Move on to the Rucks now, and we've only got one on our list, uh, and that's Riley O'Brien, funnily enough. Um, 518k, 97 average, 2.5% of teams, 162 break even. Man went to the Sandful and got, I think, calculated to be 255 super coach from 37 disposals and fucking 40 plus hitouts and shit. So he should be coming back in, Strawn. Should be on the way out, Pato. Yeah, this is this is a bit of a risky and speculative one, but Riley O'Brien spent two weeks in the Sandful. Um, last week didn't have the best of games. But, yeah, as you said, he had an unbelievable game on the weekend. Dano, who's obviously said, fuck this, I'm going to show these fuckers that I need to be playing AFL because my name is Riley O'Brien and I'm good enough. And um, he will get that chance this weekend. Um, He's going to be a man on a mission, Dano. And he comes up against Jared Witt, which isn't great. Um, Obviously, with a break-even of 162, it's probably Mm. not a trading option this week. And I believe they have the round 13 by. So... Keep Riley O'Brien on your radar. Um, it's probably a two-week timer for me, but he's at a really good price. Um, and if you're looking to not keep Proust for the rest of the year or you're looking to cash in on Hayes, maybe you've got Hayes at R2 and you want to sort of make make the upgrade, um, that might only cost you about 80 to 120K in two weeks, don't know. Yep. And he might be a bit of a better budget pick than than a Gorn or a Wits or someone in that echelon. So, yeah, just want to keep an eye on. Yeah, that's fair. Um, up forward, we've only got two blokes. Oh, sorry about that. I just fucking popped my microphone. Um, we've only got two bloke, uh, blokes that we're talking about, and one of them is Darcy Cameron, Pato's Circle Jerk of the Year. Uh, 449k, 75 average, 109.3 round average, 2.8% of teams, 45 break even. Got about eight weeks until Grundy's back, but it won't surprise me if they rest Grundy for the whole year, Paddo. Yeah, I mean, if that's the case, I'll take Cameron scoring 130 um, for me. There's someone that I got in at about 400k. So, um, yeah, we we mentioned it last week. Don't look too much into the 90 against the Dogs. Um, The Dogs had like eight blokes get 30 touches in that game, and, and you can't look into that. But... The other three games where he's played ruck, it's been 115 against Jared Witts, mind you. 
um, and 180 against Richmond in the wet and 130 against Frio also in the wet. Um, it dried up a little bit, but the, the ground was very soggy underneath. So um, still great value in this role. Um, whether you see him as a stepping stone or whether you see him as as a keeper will, will remain to be seen. I'm still not 100% sure myself. Um, worst case scenario, he will get ruck status next week and he will be a nice little loop between your rucks and your forward line. Um, maybe you have English, maybe you're looking to bring English in and there's your, there's your three rucks for the rest of the year. Sorry about that noise. That was my dog just having a fucking scratch. Uh, <laughs> nice. Oh, fuck. She hit her chain and everything. Anyway, the last one on our forward list, uh, we don't have many this week, is Lukey Parker, 540k, 103 average, 19% of teams, 102 break even. Still good, well-priced, role looks nailed on. Yeah, top six forward. That's all I've really got to say there, Pato. Yeah. yeah, and doesn't mind a game against Richmond either. I think in his last few, he's scored about 110-plus in each one. So, um, I know he had a 45 in 2020, but he's had, had 120 against us last year. So, um, yeah, I've, I think even with these doggies, blow, doggies got... Doggies? Doggies, guys. <laughs> doggies! <laughs> doggies! Coming in. I think with these do- doggies, guys, coming in, I still think he's a top six or seven forward. Um, so is Will Brody, mind you. Now, huge Fuck. shout out to Will fucking Brody. Got me. I tweeted about weekend. it on the weekend. Um, I think in the wet, he goes to another level again. And yeah, it, I mean, it helps with the contested beast in the wet. Yeah, and that's what he is. Yeah, for someone that doesn't rely on his pace like Will Brody, um, I think he'll go to another level in the wet during winter. So, one to keep an eye on for sure. I'd be so spewing if I didn't have Will Brody. I, I actually, I actually think that Parker has a bit of pace about him, Pato. I've watched watching his highlights and watching him in game. He actually does have some speed. No, we're talking about Will Brody. Yeah, but we're also talking about Parker in that, you know, like Will Brody. Yeah, it suits him in the wet. But like Parker, you were saying how Will Brody, the guys like Will Brody, and you were comparing him with Parker as well. I was just looking at my team and saw Will Brody scored 144, and it just reminded oh, yeah, me yeah. that <laughs> that I tweeted about Will Brody and, and a huge shout out. So, I mean, Dano. At the end of the day, if you started Brody Hewitt and James Sicily, you'd be absolutely fucking laughing. I oh, started two yeah. of the three, two of the three, and I'm pretty happy. Spewing, I missed out on Sicily. I have Sicily now. Um, I paid out for him last week. Don't know. We'll see if I regret it or not in a few weeks when I start running out of money. But uh, I'm bringing in Baz this week, um, obviously into my midfield and swapping him forward. Um, getting rid of he who shall not be named at this stage, oh. don't know. Um, okay. which could come back to bite me. Well, funny you should mention but I think, that. But I think I'll be that. pretty happy with Bailey Smith in my forward line next so week. We, we have a listener that believes that he who shall not be named will go off against Carlton. He's very adamant, and he's actually contemplating bringing him in. I can't see it happening. Because, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll address the question. We'll yeah. address the question. Oh, it's not a question. It was a statement made into a chat with me. And I was like, ooh, interesting. But anyway, we will go to the questions. Um, and also shout out to Stephen Canelio for absolutely fucking killing it as well. There you go. Good tell hold. you what, Dano. Good hold. Su- Sunday morning, I had a captaincy option. Uh, as everyone that listened last week will know, I was adamant on on captaining Bruce and I was spewing because Matty Flynn destroyed the, the West Coast run. <laughs> I was like... This should be Proust. This should be my captain absolutely dominating. Um, Matty Flynn got 133, and I can only imagine what Proust would have got. But anyway, I'm not salty about that at all. A little bit. Can I Can I just do this? But I then was in the, the Serious Super Coaches group, Serious Super Coaches, shout out to them. This guy called Kobe Craven. He goes, everyone, I'm taking the punt with the C on Cornelio. Wish me luck. This is That That was exactly what I was going to do, Dono. Um, I... I just decide. I chickened out of it and I went with Lockie Neal instead, and it cost me obviously forty points um, and a, and a chance at cracking twenty five hundred. Um, I'm surprised you haven't brought up the mistake I made over the weekend yet, don't know. Oh, I don't even know what fucking mistake you made over the weekend. What mistake did you oh, make over the weekend, Pato? Oh, uh, let's not address it then. Oh yes, yes. Oh, oh fucking oh. this guy, this fucking guy. So Pato goes, I'm going to loophole fucking Zachy Butters from the midfield bench. And yeah, batters went good, but fucking this guy didn't realise it. What's his name? Brady or Brody Hoff? 
or whatever. <laughs> Brady Hoff, who hasn't had a sniff at the best 23 for fucking eight ages weeks now. Six weeks. Sub, scores a juicy three. I must add that I did not field Hoff. Yeah, you were too because... worried that he'd get subbed on. And I just right. took Clark because West Coast make... I swear they make a sub every week because they're being fucking cooked with injuries. Yeah. Um. So I'm glad I didn't compound that mistake by fielding Hoff and, and risking it. That was fucking funny. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the difference between 55 and 118 hurts a lot. Mm, um, it does. It really And there, really I, does. I left 14 points on the table with Petrarca as well. So I could have been looking at 25, 30-odd. Mm-hmm. Which anyway, hurts we'll... a little bit, but anyway, I'm not I'm not salty about that at all. Going to the Facebook questions first of all, we don't have many this week. Um, so first one's from Jason. He says, "Wits or gone?" And then his second part of his question is, "Is bringing in English if named smart, or give him a round or two to get back into it and see after the buy?" So he wants to know, "Wits or gone or English?" Pretty much. I don't mind the English call there, Pato. Yeah, I would be waiting at least a week for English and then he's got the buy in two weeks. So I'd give English two weeks. I'm, I'm targeting English at the back end of his buy, um, for sure. So um, In English terms of wits or gone, gone but... yeah, it's an interesting one because I, I would probably look at the run home for me. Um, Gorn's last month is Frio, Collingwood, Carlton, Brisbane, which is kind of tough. Um, I know Frio have been playing shit for three weeks now, but it's still a pretty tough draw. Um, and if I go to Gold Coast draw without knowing, I'm assuming they'll have a much easier run home just because they finished bottom of the letter. Yeah, so I don't mind Wits the is last call. month. I don't... Wits is last month is West Coast, Hawthorne, Geelong and North. And Nick Nat might be back by then. Yeah, but saying that, um, Wits is what, though. six... 640, 650, like it's just yeah. too much. 6, I I'm going back to it again and I'll say it again. I like the English call. Leave leave it, see how English goes, and if he ends up killing it, then bring him in. Yeah, I mean, English nearly made the run sheet, Dano. Um, he'll play this week most likely. And he's got yeah. the Eagles as well, which is super interesting. So, yep. yeah, it, it probably depends on whether they play sweet and English and they decide they need that taller option up forward to help out with Norton. Um, they're probably done against West Coast. But if English comes straight back into his main ruck role, um, English is the obvious one for me, and, and you save money on them either as well. Yeah, we'll move on to the next one. So Tate has said, thoughts on my likely team come end of buy rounds would have 12 trades remaining. So he's, he's looking at his team. We're looking at his team here. He's actually got Ridley in there. So don't know what the fuck's going on with Ridley at the moment. It's a bit up and down. But his midfield, I don't mind. His weakest link is Tom Green. And then all the rest are fucking pretty much there. He's got Gorn and Pruce in his rucks. That's all good. And then up forward, he's got Dunkley, English, Parker, Brody, Butters, Canelio. With 12, 12 trades remaining, Pato. The only other thing would be he's got... Oh, he'd still have Sam DeConing on the bench. You'd have Cleary on the bench. You'd have Riley McComb on the bench. Butler and Clark on the bench. Um, he's got a, a loop option in Benning. And he's got Durden and Morris Rioli Jr. on the bench. So I don't actually mind it. With 12 trades remaining, you can still get that little bit of cash generation, flick one off and upgrade like a Tom Green or a Ridley to someone even better. Yeah, I mean, I don't know who he's bringing in this week to make this all happen. Uh, well, um, I can tell you right now. Because he's got the two two um, red T's on them. One's Cleary and the other one's Clayton Oliver. Right. So, yeah, you can't argue with bringing in Clayton Oliver. At 659000 though, it's a bloody steep price to play. Um, in a team that doesn't have James Sicily um, and a team that... What's the midfielder that he's missing? There's no... Oh, there's Took. Yeah, no, the midfield's all right. I think Tom yeah. Green's not quite at that level and I, I can't help but think that Bailey Smith and Bontempelli as up forward obvious F2 <laughs> and F3 at least maybe even F1 and F2 he'd have so many bulldogs up forward yeah <laughs> but so is most people Dano <laughs> it's gonna be crazy I would almost because 
I would almost honestly bring in one of Bontempelli or or um, Bailey Smith instead of Oliver this week. Obviously, swing them forward when it comes, and then you turn one of Butters or Brody into Oliver when he's a bit cheaper. When does Fife come back? Uh, Fife's due back very soon. Um, interesting, interesting one. Yeah, do they have the round twelve by? No, they. Uh, no, they don't. Mm. They've got the round fourteen buy, so I don't know whether they're going to give him one game before the buys and then give him a week to recover, and well, obviously two weeks to recover, and then play the back end of the season. So it's hard to say. Um, that I don't see that affecting Brody at all. Don't know. Yep, no, that's fair. Um, we've got Pantelis uh, on the Facebooks on the Facey books. Um, so he's got Patrick Quist, oh, fuck me dead. Patrick Cripps question mark. Tim Taranto question mark. Hold question mark. Look at the end of the yeah. day, Patrick Cripps is still averaging more than Tuke Miller. Um, Even though his last two scores have been pass, he has. He's been playing the backup ruck role, which is pretty fucked. Um, he's played the Giants and Sydney, which I, I think are actually pretty pretty tough matchups. Um, he's about to play three teams in a row that don't tag. Um, if you were, if you trade Patrick Cripps, you'll regret it much, much more than if you don't, because I can see him averaging 140 for the next three weeks. Don't know three games, so I should say that's over four weeks because I've got the round 12 by. But Patrick Cripps is fine. Um, don't touch him unless he gets injured. Taranto, I would see if he actually plays this week. Might not get past his medical a second time. I don't know, uh, but I, I want to see what Taranto's like under McVeigh. Yeah, same as Whitfield. Torrento is actually on my radar a little bit. I know the forward line is looking very stacked at the moment. Um, but yeah, Torrento and Whitfield are both definitely on my radar for yeah. just to see what role they play under McVeigh. Um, he's put Cogs back where he rightfully belongs and obviously showed that he's pretty decent at footy still. Just It was just so dependent on the role. Um, yeah, wait and see with me for Torrento. I think it's a hold and, and just see... Yep, that's fair. We'll go to Twitter now. We've got Nathan Scoble, so Scoby Bryant, 36. Thanks, mate. With the Ginevan shush picture. Fucking spoke about him last week. He's got a two-parter. He says, Zorko or Rich? As his first part of his question, Pato. Zorko or Rich? It's an interesting one. Rich has kind of dive-bombed this season. Uh, but I'm pretty sure he played pretty well last last game. Got a 127. So, and he's got the Giants. Uh, the only thing is, Rich doesn't have a very good scoring history against the Giants. But he has a very good scoring history against Fremantle and St Kilda, who he plays in round 12 and 13. But the, these are these are the last, let's say, the, these are the last five games from Daniel Rich. So round six, he got 106 against Gold Coast. Round seven, he got 89 against Sydney. Round eight, he played West Coast and got 117. Round nine, he played Adelaide. For a 93, and then round 10, obviously, Hawthorne with a 127. So three out of his last five... He's literally getting 100-plus every second week. Round 2, 4, 6, 8, and 10, he got over 100-plus. And then you look at the Zorks. Zorko is an interesting one. Um, since We'll go since his uh, role will change back. He's, well, since round 5, he's gone 133, 73, 120, 123, 103, 84. I, I like Zorko better, Pato. Zorko's CBAs have been back down the last couple of weeks. Um, he's playing a little bit more forward of centre, but I still I, I think he gets thrown around a little bit too much. Are you going for Rich? Daniel Rich Daniel Rich is not at that level. Um, he's he's turned up every second week, and and on the second week in between, he gets like seventy or eighty. I, I, he's not a primo. He's not a primo. That's the bottom line. Um, he's looking for a, a defender or a forward with the round 14 buy. Surely no, there are better options. Defenders. No, he's looking for a forward or a defender. Well, if you go on to only his... defense. Yeah, but if you go on to his... I saw his... He put up a poll um, okay. and said he needs a primo for the last buy and it can be a defender or a forward. Oh, I'm just going off the question that he's put up. I'm not going <laughs> off of his, his actual thing. 
Look, if he doesn't have Sicily, he's the one. I would find the money for Sicily. I don't think Rich or Zorko are in the top eight conversation for defence. The defence is just so good this year. They're just not quite at the level. Last year, you probably are okay with those averages. But when you're looking at Sicily averaging 116, you're looking at Hewitt averaging 118, Jaden Short 110, Crisp is pumping out 100 to 110 every week. It's Jordan Dawson could push 110 by the end of the year. I... They're just not going to average enough, Dano. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, the second part to his question is, if a fly can't fly, do we call it a fly or do we call it a walk? I would call it an anti-tee. <laughs> that was so fucking shit. <laughs> yes. Uh, are you sure you don't have kids that you know of? That you know of? That I know of? That you know of? <laughs> Oh, fuck. Do you have any questions on Pado? Um, questions on Pado. Do you have any questions on Twitter, Pado? Um, no, I don't have any questions because I'm very dead set on bringing in Bailey Smith this, this week. I mean, did you uh, Did you get any questions asked to you on Twitter? Nah, I've had a pretty shit day. I didn't, I didn't even tweet about it, don't I? I retweeted your tweet, but that's it. So. Oh, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Well, we'll get into the VC and C option. So, anyway... Every week, we give you guys VC and C options to set your team apart from the rest. And this week, we got some juicy as fuck matchups for round 11, Pato. Starting at the SCG, the inferior cricket ground, on the Friday, Sydney Swans versus your team, Richmond. Got any VC options, Pato? And why is it Luke Parker? Yeah, I don't know whether the ceiling is high enough to, to VC. Um, now that okay. I've said that, watch Parker go 150. You, you've said that like the last three weeks on three different players. One of them was Laird and Laird popped off for his highest score of this season. What, what did Laird get this week? It doesn't matter. When you say, I don't think they've got the ceiling, they fucking pop off. So watch Lukey Parker get 140. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, I don't mind Jaden Short, although the smaller ground may not suit him too much. But in saying that, he could kick goals out of the, the centre bounce ten, um, centre square at the SCG. So maybe it is a good option. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm going to Callum Mills. That's who Callum I was about Mills. to mention. Yeah. But the thing is, I got the last three games that he's played against Richmond haven't even been at the M, uh, the SCG. So one was at the MCG in 2021 for 109. Then I think it was the Gabba in 2020 because of the bubbles. Um, and he got 173. <laughs> and then, I th- oh, where the fuck is MR? I don't even know where fucking MR is. Isn't that Marvel? Is that Marvel? I'll say I'm it's pretty Marvel. Sure. I'll say it's fucking Marvel. He got a 62 at Marvel in 2019. No, I, yeah, I remember that game that Richmond played Sydney and Marvel that year, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, big, uh, big Millsy could pop off. Yeah, we talk about ceiling. He could have a 150 game here. Yep. Yep, agreed, agreed. Um, any any left fielders, Pato? You've got no lynch box, so can't really say him. No. Um, maybe Dusty as a full forward might, might kick a bag, but I doubt it. Mm. Little, little prelude to his his uh, act next year going to Sydney. Fair, fair. Anyway, we'll move on to Saturday. Jeez, our teams play the first two games. What the fuck? Um, Prime Saturday, time, baby. Brisbane Lions versus the GWS Giants at the Gabba. Yeah, I'm. I'm actually not liking Lockie Neal in this one. Not liking. What about Cornelio? Oh. <laughs> Imagine getting back to back one forties. <laughs> he didn't play against Brisbane last year. Well but the previous two against Brisbane he dropped one forty one and one fifty eight. He's got a career average, so a career average of hundred and thirteen against Brisbane. Career. Yeah. That includes so, his rookie doesn't mind. years. When and that's over nine games. That's not like he's played them three or three times. I know. hundred and thirteen career average. It's fucking sexy nice. Could be a cheeky VC. He could actually be. Um, I'm trying to think of any other ones that might be a bit of a left uh, left field option. Pardo, a bit of a POD VC. 
The Josh, or Josh Kelly? Josh Kelly? I reckon they might send um, Barry to him. Because I reckon DeBoer will play and he'll go on Neil. Yeah. Fuck, they couldn't even do a double tag. Um, I don't know I don't know the way that McVeigh will use Lockie Ash because we missed him last week. So, I think he's going to play halfback. He was named halfback. And then got pulled out. I think he's going to go back to that and, and Cornelio's basically going to play that so role. Good. He's not going to tag, but he's going to play in that spot in the midfield. Yeah, yeah. I don't mind it. Don't mind the... The Canelio one. I fucking imagine just everyone that trades traded Canelio. Fucking Chameleon, Canelio, fucking whatever. Um, they VC him and he fucking pops off another 140 and everyone feels like shit because they traded him out. Yeah. But yeah, I don't mind the Proust one. The Proust is a... Proust a good McInerney shot. is a decent negating ruck though, so it's maybe not the best idea and especially coming off this flu or whatever he had. Mm. Maybe not the best option, but hey, it's your VC, so fuck it, why not? Really? Well, a fun fact: um, the last three games that Prusy's, well, he he hasn't actually got a score registered from 2019, 2020, and 2021 because he hasn't been playing. So, it'd be hard to see how he'd go against Brisbane. <laughs> it's a bit of an unknown. Bit of an unknown, that one. Um, got anyone else that you're thinking about? Could go no. a bit left field. No, no one? No. Ah, cool. Move on to Geelong versus Adelaide at GMHBABCDFG Stadium. Rory Laird. Don't mind a bit of Rory Laird. Worried. I'd be worried about O'Connor. Fuck, they're not going to tag Laird. They are not going to tag Laird. Yeah, but are Adelaide going to get pumped? I don't think they'll get pumped. Geelong play that stadium pretty well. Yeah, but Laird's been involved in pumpings before and scored really well in them. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? True. I don't think that's. I'm not him. sure I really like anyone from this game, if I'm honest, Dana. I'm going to say Laird. Laird I like. Others not so much. Oh, could you go a... Uh... Tom Stewart. That's not a bad shout as a VC. Yeah. Tommy Stewart is a bit of a different one. Yep, no, that's all I can really think of there, Pato. I don't even know what his stats are like. Versus... Let's have a look at fucking Tommy. This is what happens. We're talking. We discuss shit. I think of something off the top of my head. We'll now look up Stewart and see how he's gone in his last three versus the Crom. He has scored relatively well. 113, 117, 108. His last three against the Crom. Not too bad. Not too bad. He And he's gone up a level this year, so... Could push that 130-plus mark. Yep, no, I'll, I'll say Tommy Stewart in this one. As a cheeky VC. Um, the only thing is, Pato, they're at one, so they're at 145, and the Giants and the Lions are at 145 as well. So if you want a VC Neil, which I don't... I don't... I, I don't want a VC Neil... Yeah. Anyway, I think your VC comes out of one of the next two games, don't I? Yeah, uh, I'd agree. You just need that loop option because a lot of people have their loop options. <laughs> from the yeah, West I'm Coast lucky. My loophole, my loophole is Sam Skinner who plays in the last game this round. So yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, anyway, next game lucky. is Melbourne. Melbourne versus Frio. Yeah. Who would be an interesting one in this one? We're always going to say Petrarca fucking and Oliver. Petrarca and Oliver every time. Who Who's who's a, a left fielder, Pato? Give us a left fielder. There's no left fielders. It's it's gone. It's Oliver. It's Petrarca. Um, Will Brody, maybe? Yeah, I don't think he'll replicate that again. Can't uh, see it happening either. Maybe Nat Fife. Andy Brayshaw's <laughs> last three against Melbourne have been 125, 118, and a 70. Yeah, I think they put a bit of attention into him. Yeah, they would. They would. I'm trying to. Th- is there no one else? Is there. No- or actually, actually, let's see. Let's see. Stephen May could be a decent one. Freo's forward line is looking dysfunctional the last few weeks. 
Yeah, that's that one. I was going to try and look into Sean Darcy there, but uh, he does not score well against Big Maximus. <laughs> well, not many people do. Yeah, so... Max Gorn is actually a decent option. I think he probably rucks more than Luke Jackson this week just because of the matchup. Mm, yeah. Oh. And I, and I feel like the Melbourne ruck setup is going to be very matchup dependent. So I think Gorn is your matchup for Darcy for sure because he's a very physical ruckman. Yeah, okay. Uh, we'll move on to the next game. West Coast Eagles versus the Western Bulldogs. The Battle of the West out at Optus Stadium. Fuck yeah. You know what? How accurate have Western Bulldogs been kicking at goal lately? Have they been spraying a fair few behinds? Okay, so there's 16 behinds there against the Suns. 15 behinds against the Pies. Fucking, we're seeing a pattern here. Oh, no, then nine behinds against Power. With it? That's who I was thinking. <laughs> I was thinking of the kick-ins. I was thinking of the kick-ins and just them feeding him the fucking ball. He likes, he likes Optus suits with it and so well, man. Yeah, but I, I feel like the dogs are going to win by about 100 points and they might have 10 guys get 30 touches. There's just not going to be enough points for him. Mm, yes and no. I think that we might see him be the only one crack 100 for the Eagles. Which sucks because we kind of want Greg Clark to go well, but <laughs> anyway. Um, but yeah, like we were talking about earlier, Bontempelli, I reckon, could have a... 130 game here. Bailey yeah, Smith, Jack you reckon? McCray, Jack McCraney's last two scored 137 twice last year against the Eagles. Um, so I like that one. Yep. Um, Josh Dunkley, maybe. But it's so hard with Dunkley and McCray because whoever you choose is the other one that goes off. <laughs> I'm not um, liking how much Bailey's been spending forward, to be honest. Yeah, I think Bailey Smith is the sort of person that could get a 160 in this sort of game because yeah. he doesn't stop running. The, wet, the Optus Stadium is so big and he could get hit three or four and get 40 touches and just have a monster score. You can get him. Even Adam Trelaw is another option. That oh, fuck that guy. Huge. Timmy English, if he's back, could go fucking bananas against no yeah. ruck. Like... Yeah, against, against the part-timers. Yeah, fucking hell. Farmers League. Uh, <laughs> PSG. <laughs> fucking Farmers League. Oh, shit. Uh, we'll move on. Uh, we got the Suns versus Hawthorne at T.O. Stadium. T.I.O. Where the fuck is that? Is that Cairns? I think that's Cairns. I think it might be. Yeah, I think you might be right there. Um, Suns are favourite to beat Hawthorne there too. What the fuck? What the fuck? Anyway. Took scored a lazy 153 against Hawthorne last year. But Hawthorne have a better coach now. Uh, they, I mean, you won't be saying that when Clarko signs on with the Giants next year. Fucking knowing, knowing my luck, fucking McVeigh will get the key and Clarko will go to the Suns. Oh, shit. It'll fucking happen. Watch it. Watch it. They'll re-sign McVeigh and be like, oh, yeah, he fucking did good this year. Yeah, given an eight-year deal. And then the Suns will win a flag in 2025. <laughs> Pretty much. It'll happen. Uh, anyway. Tom um, Mitchell, maybe. Oh, yeah. But, no. I mean, Saturday night, this game overlaps with the Bulldogs. So if you can't find a VC option in the Bulldogs game, you should probably just move on to Sunday. I'm going to do something a bit different. I want to look up this one bloke. I want to see how he's going. Do, 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 do. James Sicily might have a big game. Yep. Yep. Don't mind. Don't mind. Um, There's a... <laughs> how many people own this guy? 4% of teams own this bloke. Holy shit. Wow. Wow. 4% of teams. I was going to... I was just looking this up as a joke, as a potential... Breakout, severely big breakout game. Um, because he's never played him before, and that was Jai Newcomb. And four percent of teams own Jai Newcomb. He actually what? started out really cheap, and in hindsight, he was probably a better starting pick than Matt Rowe. Yeah, they were similar 200, prices. Two hundred and sixty-one thousand. Now he's up to four twenty-nine. Yeah, Newcomb has actually um, been very good for a while now. 
He's got in terms of scoring. Last, last four, 72-102, 72-121. Yeah. Yeah, he, he fades late in games, which you'd expect from a guy with not as much AFL experience. Um, but if you started him over over Rao, you'd be oh, yeah. laughing. Fuck. It's going all right. Good old Dukey. Um, but yeah, I was going to suggest him as a joke, but I was like, fuck, 4% of teams. Um, yeah, James Sicily. Don't mind. Don't mind. Anyone else? Yeah, Bontempelli. Suns versus Hawthorne and you t- choosing Bontempelli. Yes, because they start 10 minutes earlier. So it's that's, it's got to be a dog's player. Don't even look at that's this game. That's fair. That's fair. That's actually a valid point. So then Against Eagles West Coast. Versus, yeah, the Eagles versus West Coast is at 7.30 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. And Gold Coast versus Hawthorne is 7.40. So Pato is right there. Fucking snog, marry, avoid. Sunday, though, St Kilda versus North Melbourne. You would have locked this one down as fucking Jack Steele if he was playing, but he's not. Absolutely. He's injured. Jackie Sinclair? No, nah, I can't trust him. Aaron Hall? Is he fucking back? I think he's back this week. I trust him to come in and then three-quarter time ping his hammy. I'm going to call him cleaner yeah. soon. So I can make a tissue paper. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, anyway. I don't want to talk about North Melbourne, Dano. I traded out Luke McDonald last week. <laughs> uh, we'll fucking move on. So Collingwood are playing Carlton at 3.20 on yep. Sunday. Yep, yep. I think we're going to get a big one from... Actually, Sam... what's Sam Walsh's history versus Collingwood? I'm actually intrigued. I reckon he'll fucking run them ragged. Let's have a look at Walshy. And so history. while you look that up, it's it's hard to trust Patrick Cripps because oh, of his last fuck. two weeks. Oh, fuck. Pado, 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 Pado. Oh, here we go. 2021, round two, he scored 105. 2021, round no, 18, no he scored 193. That's a decent score. Fucking get you'd on probably, the Walsh train. You'd probably take that as your captain. And then 2020, he got 113. He fucking loves Collingwood. You might think I'm joking with this one, Dano, but Darcy Cameron. No, you'd be up against Tom DeConing. I don't think Pitnet's coming back anytime soon. No. Uh, I wouldn't captain him, though. Yeah, this is a captain pick. I would not have faith in Darcy Cameron to be a captain pick. True. I, I, I like the left fieldness of it, but I, yeah, I just couldn't. But the Sam Walsh one, fuck me dead. That is. That is a sexy, nice... Like, his average against Collingwood is fucking mental. It's, I know it's a smaller sample size and everything, but fuck. Yeah, Collingwood is going to let him do what he wants. So, yeah, I, I, liked it. I like it. Yeah, holy shit. I'll, I'll work out um and post on Twitter his, uh, his overall average versus Collingwood, but I'm pretty sure that's he's only played him like three times or some shit. I don't know. But, yeah, Sam Walsh for me in this one. Fuck, now I really want him. Now I really want him, Pato. Just get one of Bont or Bailey Smith and be done with it. Um, oh. When's the Carlton Next buy week, again? I'll be forwards. When's the Carlton buy again? Round oh, it's, li- it's literally round 12. <laughs> Is it 12? Or f- no, isn't it 14? No, it's round 12 buy. Round 12 buy. Okay, boy. then don't touch him. Juicy one seventy odd four. If he goes two hundred, if man goes two hundred, I will lose my fucking shit. But you'll be pretty happy because you brought in Bontempelli for a one sixty. <laughs> I'm I'm just saying, if if fucking two hundreds are very rare, people. But if Sam Walsh goes out and gets a two hundred, I'm oh, I'll lose my fucking mind. I'll lose my mind. But yeah, I can, I can see him absolutely fucking running Collingwood ragged. Um, someone suggested he who shall not be named might pop off for a 120 or something this week. I just... I, when's he going to hit 100, Pato? <laughs> Look, I'm trading him out, so probably this week. Yeah, good, good. Trade him out. Uh, <laughs> I don't... Uh, I can't really... I don't really like anyone else. Crisp is too up and down for my liking. Um, Pendles Pendles doesn't have his ceiling like he used to yeah Crips or Walsh but I'm actually back in Walsh to go fucking Brunanas yep 
Anyway, last one's Port Adelaide versus Essendon. Oh, it is. Oh, 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 he's doing it. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Oh, fuck. Do you want to see Butters history versus the last three? Do you want to see his last three? Or have you got it up? I, I saw he scored 168 last year against them. 163? Yeah, and close enough. He missed 2020. And then in 2019, he got a 33. When he was yeah. a permanent forward. Yeah, so the 163 is a good small sample size for you. And 104 and 118 in his last two, I think. I think he's over the rib issue now. Yeah, maybe, maybe. There's one guy that I reckon is going to bounce fucking back big, and that's Travis Boak. He loves Essendon. He's playing more forward now. But he loves Essendon. He loves Essendon. Um, what about your Olicent Wines? You like your Olicent Wines? No, he doesn't. I don't mind it. He doesn't Parish. actually score big against Essendon, actually. Now I look at Parish. Parish. Would they send him any? No, they wouldn't give him any attention. He's not damaging enough. It sounds stupid when you think about it. Like he's getting forty disposals and shit, but he's not damaging enough to warrant a tag. And listen, this Parish actually has a shit house scoring history against Port. Fifty-two last year, but that was round two. He did switch to the midfield after this, so hmm, not really good sample sizes, are they? No, you want to hear some breaking Giants news, don't you? Oh fuck! Don't don't tell me. Apparently, the uh, the Giants are going to decide between one of Hopper or Taranto as a resign. Oh yeah, I already knew that. Well, it's not breaking news. That's someone reporting saying that if they sign Taranto, they have to let Hopper go, and if they sign Hopper, they have to let Taranto go. Let him sign up for the yellow and black. You know what that means, Pato? What? means Tom Green's guaranteed to stay a giant. No, because he'll get traded for Dusty. No, he won't get traded off for Dusty. Why the hell would they trade off a unicorn for some one guy that's already got all of the shit that he wants and now he's trying to play Bruce Free Footy? True. Doesn't make any sense. You want a contested ball beast. Not someone in the twilight of his career coming up who could retire at any moment. Makes no sense. True. Makes True. No sense. Anyway... Pato, for the listeners that haven't blocked you yet, what's your Twitter handle? It's at P-A-T-T-O-S-Triple-C. People like to fucking block Pato on Twitter because he's an outspoken asshole. Anyway, mine is at D-A-N-E-O-S-Triple-C. So, Pato, do you have any last words before we sign off? Lick my asshole. Oh, Pato likes a good tongue punch of the fart box. Anyway, from us at the Super Coach From us at the Supercoach co-captains, I'm Dano. And I'm Pato. And this is us signing... The fuck off. Don't fudge your huggies. <laughs> <laughs>